as you have seen every weekend, State Farm and football are the perfect match. That is another reason that agent Fred Hines has chosen to sponsor your Lebanon Yellow Jackets post-game recap podcast all season. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's going on, everybody? And welcome in to this week's edition of the Lebanon High School post-game recap podcast presented by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Please see Fred Hines for all your State Farm insurance needs and questions. I am your host, Mark Feldman. And last night, the Lebanon Yellow Jackets defeated the Camdenton Lakers by a final score of 52-38. to I'm joined each Saturday by head coach Will Christian. Coach, how are you today? And welcome on the podcast. Doing well. Thanks for having me. You had 400 fans that traveled with you guys to Camdenton to be at that amazing atmosphere last night. What does it mean that you have so much great support, even during the COVID-19 pandemic, to still have those fans travel with you? Yeah, you know, we, we always have awesome support. You know, last night I thought our crowd, and of course it was limited to 400 due to the voucher program in order to keep uh, occupancies uh, below or at 50%. Uh, but yet our, that, that group was so passionate and loud last night. Um, and we just are so appreciative of our fan base always. You know, in a normal year over there, um, you know, there'd probably be about 1,500 Lebanon fans. They would be just lined along the track and filling up the visitor side seating. And it's really an unbelievably electric atmosphere over there. Usually about forty-five to 5,000 people um at at that game no matter what both teams no matter how they are it's it's always very well attended and and our fan base uh year in year out is always very supportive and and behind our program and i think that's one of the reasons one of the big reasons why you know that we are consistently relevant because it's important you guys had 408 rushing yards last night, and you scored on every possession except the last one. I want to talk about your dynamic duo in the backfield of Antonio Rogers and Isaac Ledbetter. I'll let you talk about each person individually. First, uh, what did you see out of Antonio last night? He had 125 yards for three touchdowns. He really performed well, didn't he? He really did. Uh, we, you know, we've got a lot of capable people in our backfield right now. Certainly Antonio is one of those at our, our fullback position in our, in our flex bone offense. Um, he's dynamic with the football, uh, very good um, at cutting, runs very hard, uh, gets extra yards after contact. And, of course, we rotate in there with him at that position, Drew McBride, and Drew also had a very good night. And they bring a little something different. Drew is, is a bigger back. Antonio is a little bit quicker. But uh, the difference in them is hard on defenses, I think, to, to kind of change the pace of, of what you're getting at that fullback position. And then our slots, Isaac Ledbetter. Isaac's electric, uh, very fast. He was a 1,000-yard rusher a year ago, on pace to do the same this year. And last night, every time he touched the football, um, the other team was holding their breath uh, as, as he – was either going to the house or, or getting a big gain. And then, um, you know, we have another slot, which I think doesn't, you know, get quite the same attention uh, only because of the fact that 
you know, he is a sophomore, but Nathan Bartell uh, has quietly put together uh, quite a season at our other slot position and runs very hard, very athletic, and he's going to be extremely good. And, of course, Peyton Mitchell at our quarterback position, you know, he's kind of the, the straw that stirs the drink, so to speak. He makes everything run smooth, and I thought he read our option game well last night. Uh, pulling it when he needed to, scoring a touchdown, and and did and made a nice throw to Cordell Zebel to kind of loosen up the defense at one point and, and played well. You just mentioned a ton of players that have had an impact on offense and really are able to keep the defense off balance. You scored 115 combined points over your last two games, and we've touched on this throughout the season. But just how great is it to have all these weapons and just to keep the offense fresh and wear the defense down? It must be having an impact. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, you know, one of the things that I think maybe the general fan doesn't understand when they see our offense, they might feel like, well, they're very one-dimensional because they run only for the most part, and, and that's not <laughs> – inaccurate we don't throw the football a ton but what um, a non-general fan understands is how complex the flex bone is and how each Mm -hmm. part of it is a different dynamic to defend Um, and having all of those people contributing and making plays makes it even more challenging and and I, I think that our offense is as challenging as any in our league and has been since we implemented it in 2015. When you, when you implemented the Flexbone in 2015, like you just said, and now you're five, six years into the program with that um, offense being run, what does it say about the guys? Because it is a complicated offense, and it can be confusing. Like you said, even though you're just running the ball, there's a lot of different things you're doing. So how... How well does that make your players that they're able to grasp it and perform it at such a high level? Yeah, no doubt. And, I, you know, I credit our coaching staff, our offensive coordinator, Brian Summer, and our offensive line coach, Garrett Wade, and, and all of our offensive staff for really being very detail-oriented and making sure that we break things down very finitely at practice and, and really focus on details to make sure that we do execute and that we build those things up throughout the summer um, and, and, and we really make sure that we perfect things one thing at a time. Um, and I, I think that that's, you know, one of the reasons over the course of that time that we are very multiple because, you know, we've, we've hung our hat on a few things and we've gotten really good at it. And then you're able to expand off of those things. Last week, you guys obviously struggled in a serious way against West Plains. And besides it being a rivalry game where it gets your focus locked in no matter what, you must be impressed that the guys were able to bounce back in such a big way and uh, come out with the victory. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's one of the biggest challenges, I think, in, in sport in general is the mind. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not surprised at all that our kids did that. We have shown historically that we are capable of being mentally strong and bouncing back. Um, I don't think that at any point over the past, honestly, 10 years that, that we have allowed a single game to be our identity. So I anticipated that we would bounce back, and, and we did just that. I, I thought that our kids played with a great amount of energy, a great belief in themselves, 
uh, and a sense of urgency, no doubt about it. I mean, you're you're sitting at three and three, and you just had an embarrassing performance created by a very good team. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we, we had our backs up against the wall a little bit, but but they responded very well. And and now the key thing is in this battle of the mind is that we put this successful victory away and that we get ourselves ready to play a solid Rolla team this next week. Before we get into Rolla, I do just want to want you to touch on the defense. You gave up 38 points. Probably you're not 100% pleased with that. Is there anything you want the defense to work on this week and make sure they're ready to go before Rolla? Well, I thought, number one, I thought we played better defensively than the week before. I thought we were mm-hmm. more physical, um, and and definitely I thought we tackled a little bit better. There were some things that Camdenton did that we were not very well prepared for. We hadn't seen them do these things. Um, and as the course of the game went on, um, especially with the way our offense was playing, we, we felt like that they were continually going to go back to some of the things that we had prepared for that I felt were more dangerous. And so, um, you know, we, we kind of stuck with the plan. And I think that the biggest thing we'll have to do, I, at least playing Camdenton moving forward, is we'll have to amend to some of the things that they uh, morphed into this last week and make some adjustments. Um, I still think defensively that we are a capable football team. We've showed that in uh, snippets this year. And then, of course, we've showed that, you know, we, we haven't played well at times. So we definitely are still seeking consistency on that side of the football. Um, but I think we'll get it. Um, and, of course, this is that stretch run that we talked about last week, that last three games where we've got to get all the Pistons firing as we head into a district tournament. Well, you did start the three-game stretch like we talked about last week with a win, so that's a good start. And moving on to the second game in that three-game stretch, Rolla next week. What's your early scouting report, and what do you see the matchup being in six days' time? Well, the first thing um, I felt like from film this morning that uh, they're running the football physically. Um, I was impressed with the Fane kid, number 10, running hard. Uh, for the most part, out of a, a twins' eye look, but they did split backs and some other things. I was impressed with their quarterback uh, doing a great job in a boot play-action passing attack and also uh, running the football when needed. Um, so both of those two individuals are uh, going to have to be dealt with. And then they've got a wide receiver, number seven, who's kind of their, their, their home run guy. Um, rather it be jet sweep, reverse, vertical passing game. Uh, he can, he can go when he gets the football. So you got to deal with those things. Well, on the other side of the football, I thought defensively Rolla flew around pretty well. Uh, they seem to also be physical on that side of the football too. So, you know, I think that Rolla is an opponent, uh, John Franks, their head football coach was our defensive coordinator for 11 years before going there uh, four years ago to take their head football coaching job. And, you know, obviously we're familiar with one another and, and, and I know that he's going to produce a football team that's going to play hard and very physical. 
And we've just got to really focus on us, to be honest. We, we've got to do some things to continue to take our football team in the right direction. Obviously, offensively right now, I'm extremely pleased with the direction we're going. And when we take care of the football, we are a peck of trouble. On the other side of the football defensively, we, we, we still got to gain that consistency. And so we're going to be really working hard uh, to get that done moving forward. And then special teams, uh, much the same as defense. I think we, we show games where we play really, really well in special teams and then other games where maybe we're, we're not as good. Uh, so we, we've got to get consistency there also. Coach, as always, appreciate you hopping on the show today. Uh, congrats on your Highway 5, Highway 5 victory last night. Good luck this week, and we'll talk to you next right, Saturday. I appreciate it. For Coach Christian, I'm Mark Feldman, saying so long and have a good day. Life is full of challenges, and State Farm has been and will continue to be there for you when you need us. When you need insurance, think of Agent Fred Hines, a proud sponsor of your Lebanon Yellow Jackets post-game recap podcast.